Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Her Talks Radio. This is Living Well. I'm your host, Tanisha Burrell. In this space, this is where we talk all things health and wellness and how to live a healthier and happier life. On today's episode, I will be discussing the eight dimensions of wellness. Thanks for joining me. Stay tuned. All right, friends, it's another episode of Living Well, and I'm so excited to kind of dive a little deeper on the many areas of wellness that I think we can all benefit from, you know, exploring and discussing and thinking about and possibly making changes in our own lives. Now, there are a lot of ways we can improve our well-being and health. But in this episode, I'm breaking down eight specific areas. And I'm also not going to go into too much detail about every single area. I'm just going to touch on them. And over the next couple of months, I will take each dimension bit by bit and kind of break it down in more detail. My goal is also to connect with others in the realm or experts in that field of um, that particular dimension, if you will, to just discuss it further. So I'll be conducting some interviews and just getting some points from others who may have more education and more knowledge based on these eight dimensions. So for today, I'm kind of just going to touch down on them and just bring them up and kind of talk about them with you. So I think that a lot of times when we think health and wellness, we think of them as being the same thing. And I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, health is its own entity and wellness is kind of its own entity. So one definition that I saw is that health can be the absence or presence of disease or a chronic condition. So I feel like that has a lot to do with our physical bodies and also mental health is included in that. But when it comes to wellness, I do believe that it's more of a lifestyle and there are certain ways for us to improve the eight dimensions of wellness that are separate from health. So I will just start by kind of bringing up the first one, which is physical. So a lot of times when we think health, I think physical, like I was saying before, is like the first one that comes to mind because it can be like the absence or presence of disease or condition, right? But I think there are also ways to emphasize how we can improve our health even if there is a disease. So for example, I have a family member who suffers from chronic heart failure. Um, And so, you know, someone may look at that and be like, well, you know, they can't be healthy if they have a chronic health condition. But there are also things that this person can do to improve other areas of their health and also improve their, you know, their heart health, like eating right and exercising. Um, And so improving on that physical piece is something that takes action and something that that person still can do even in the presence of a disease. But that also takes that lifestyle piece of wellness kind of coming into the mixture, right? And that person, you know, considering doing some different activities and making some lifestyle modifications in order to improve their overall health. 
Um, so that's one dimension of wellness that I think is really important. And as you guys know, I'm a fitness instructor. And so I'm a firm believer in exercising as a way to improve physical health, but it also, um, you know, can improve a lot of that mental health piece, which I think is kind of interchangeable when it comes to your physical health, because your brain is just as much a part of your body as your heart is. A lot of times people think of them as separate things like mental health and, you know, your body's health when the reality is your brain is an organ and it lives inside you and it takes just as much care and attention as any other organ in the body would need. So that physical piece, you know, is everything that's in your body. And uh, a lot of times it, it takes a lot more to be in that healthy state and that well-being state in the physical sense than what we put into it. So again, just physical activity, exercise, nutrition, all of those things I think can help improve a person's physical health and wellness. Uh, The next dimension I want to talk about is emotional. I don't know about you, but obviously this year has just been a roller coaster of emotions for many of us. And I have just tried to give myself grace to move through those emotions. So I think that emotional wellness is just being able to accept different waves of emotion while striving to remain present in whatever feelings that we have, but also striving to move past that and not staying, you know, stuck in those emotions just giving ourselves the opportunity to feel and move forward, I think is an important piece of emotional well-being. Um, I used to, you know, numb myself from my emotions by drinking alcohol because sometimes, you know, when those emotions come up, those strong, heavy emotions, they can be hard and physically painful. I don't know about you if you've ever gotten your heart broken you feel physical pain. Um, And so, you know, the heart and the brain are very, very interconnected. But the point is, is we're meant to feel. God created us to have emotions and be able to feel. And what I've realized in my sobriety and moving through different emotions, some, you know, really difficult ones, is that, you know, God gave us emotions for a reason. And once we embrace those emotions and kind of just let them pass on their own in their own time, then, you know, we feel so much better. And I often think like, what kind of human beings would we be if we didn't have emotion? We'd basically be robots. (laughs) So, you know, give yourself permission to go through the ebbs and flows of different emotions and just acknowledge them and let them, you know, move through you and you know let them pass i also think it's important not to rush how you feel people will be like you know well don't be stuck in there for too long or don't be sad or you know try and talk you out of feeling and i think that can be really unproductive and unhealthy for your emotional well-being so again just acknowledging your emotions and letting them kind of come and go as they please and uh being grateful for the fact that we're not robots and we do have feelings. That's a good thing, in my opinion. 
The next dimension I want to discuss is social. Now, if you haven't listened to A Pleasant Connection, uh, also under the Her Talks Radio podcast, please go and check them out. They are so awesome. It's a beautiful husband and wife who talk about a lot of different things when it comes to human connection. And so they are, um, you know, an awesome resource to listen to as far as the social aspect. And so I'm going to touch on it here and uh, just kind of speak from my own experience about what I feel social wellness looks like. Um, I do believe that social wellness is an important aspect of our lives because it allows us to form and maintain relationships with others. And in my last episode, I talked about how, you know, relationships do add value to our lives, but how important it is not to depend on those relationships to ultimately have happiness. So even though I do think it's important to have friendships and relationships that are fulfilling to our lives, I also think it's important to just be able to be alone and be by yourself and, you know, be happy, you know, in that space of just being alone. But God did not create us to be by ourselves. If that were the case, he would have stopped at Adam and just, you know, left Adam in the garden and who knows where we'd be, right? But he created, you know, multiple human beings so that we have each other. And I think we could all learn a whole lot about how it feels to be isolated through, you know, the year of COVID and how we've kind of had to, you know, reassess what our social lives really look like and also what they're going to look like going forward. I think a lot of people will have gone into their shell and, um, you know, that can be very damaging when you don't know how to get back into like some social norms of life. So for me, I've really missed that connection with others, but I've tried to find other ways to connect with people in my life, even from afar. So I think social well-being is just being intentional about your relationships and making sure that you're doing your part to nurture your relationships. The next dimension I want to talk about is one of my favorites, (laughs) spirituality. So I feel like that's a word that's you know, kind of thrown around a lot and it can mean a lot of different things. You know, for some, spirituality is not necessarily about religion. For me, it is. Uh, I'm a Christian and so my spirituality is very much connected to Christian principles, but ultimately just my relationship with Christ is how I define Christianity. It's my connection to God, my relationship with God and the principles in the Bible that have made me a better person and how I follow those principles in order to have that sense of awareness about myself, about the world around me, and about my connection to the divine. So my spiritual wellness is definitely related to uh, a religion in that Christianity is, you know, based in the Bible and the principles that I look to in order to have that spiritual connection to God. But, you know, for some it could be just a sense of connection to people and the world around them and 
just having that deep rooted understanding that there is something out there that is bigger than themselves, I think, is another way to consider spirituality. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you know, you believe in one God. There's a lot of different ideas and principles around that. And so I always try to just encourage people to know that you don't have to believe in what I believe in. You can have your own sense of spirituality and I don't judge people based on that. I just know that for me, my spiritual wellness has been so uplifted by just having something to look to that has guided me throughout my life and given me so much strength and hope and really enriched my life in a way that it I wouldn't otherwise have if not for that spiritual connection to God. So I think there's a lot of ways for us to improve that area of our lives. And in another episode, I will be going deeper into how to improve spiritual wellness. Again, here, I'm just kind of touching on them and defining these different dimensions of wellness. I am going to move on to the next, which is occupational. (laughs) So that's all about yo, J-O-B. Some people, you know, they get into a field and they're just trying to get a paycheck, right? You get into a job, you go in, you punch in, you get your job done. Maybe you don't, you just collect a paycheck and do the bare minimum. So I do think that there's something to be said about having occupational wellness, which means to do something that you actually enjoy, which for some of us, you know, is is a lot more challenging. You might need more resources, you might need more connections, you might need more educational background. Um, but what you do need to do is figure out what it is that you're passionate about and what you can do to try and get into a job or career that allows your passions to align with you getting paid, right? So for a long time, Health and wellness has been a passion of mine and something that I've enjoyed sharing with others. And for a long time, I felt like I wasn't getting paid what I was worth to do a lot of the work that I was doing. I felt like I was a volunteer. I was just helping friends and family, um, you know, just giving them some sort of information or resources based on what I've done in the past. And I just really wasn't getting paid what I felt like I should be getting paid for my time, for my effort, for, you know, following up and for pouring into people. Um, I was getting paid in other ways, you know, just getting paid in that that altruism, if you will. But of course, at some point, you know, if you're doing what you love and it's taking up a lot of your time, uh, you should get paid for that so that, you know, it's it's worthwhile for you and you can sustain your your family and, and your lifestyle. So that's why it was important for me to go back to school and get a certification as a fitness instructor so that I could get my foot in the door somewhere and, you know, get paid a good chunk of money for doing what I love because it just makes doing what I love that much more rewarding. And also, you know, I, when I go to work, it's like, I'm excited to be there And not to say that, you know, you can't go volunteer somewhere and still be fulfilled. But if you don't have any source of income, (laughs) you're certainly not going to be financially fulfilled in that. 
So I just think that it's important when you're considering finding a job that you find something that you really would enjoy that you can get paid to do. And if that means going back to school, go back to school. If that means, you know, making some connections with other people that are in that field, make connections. You don't always have to have a degree to get your foot in the door to do something that you love. You could start as an intern, you can start as a volunteer and eventually work your way up in that, you know, that field. So whatever it is, it's about taking action towards your dreams and goals and, you know, doing what it takes to allow it to come to fruition. Because I feel so blessed and so grateful and so happy that I am now in line with doing what I love and getting paid to do that. Um, I was a nanny for a very long time, 14 years, and I made good money doing it and I loved it. But I also felt like there was something else God was calling me to do. And I knew that eventually I would need to let go of nannying and move on. And that's what I have done over the last couple of years. And I am so happy with that decision because I know that that's where God was leading me. So wherever you're ambitions are, wherever your heart is, wherever God is leading you, I challenge you to really process that and kind of come up with a plan of what that looks like in order to move forward in your career and and find that wellness in that area of your life. Uh, The next dimension I want to talk about is finances. (laughs) So um, I do think that, you know, financial wellness is a whole can of worms And I know that we do have another gal on the Her Talks radio who also talks finances. So please check her out um, and she can be a source of information and knowledge as well. And again, I'm just touching down. So finances, financial wellness is having knowledge, understanding, and an ability to obviously have money flowing into your household, but also money that allows you to feel safe and secure, grow that money so that you can invest in other areas of your life that support the other dimensions of wellness, right? Because you need money in order to do a lot of those other dimensions like physical activity. Hello, I pay to go to the gym, you know. Um, Obviously, you don't have to go to the gym in order to exercise, but for a lot of people, they like plugging into that. Um, and it costs money to buy good food. It costs money to, you know, go out with friends and do things and activities that you enjoy. And it costs money to tie that church. You know, that's something that I am a firm believer in. In our church, we say faithful givers flourish. And so I think it's important to, you know, put your money towards God's kingdom, pay your dues. Now I ain't going to start preaching about it, but it's a real thing and I and I do believe in it. So the point is is those other dimensions of wellness require some financial backing. And so I think it's really important to assess your finances, see where your money is, see how you can get more money coming in, see how you can start to build and invest in your life so that you can ultimately create a better future for yourself and your family. Another, uh, the last, rather, the last <laughs> dimension of wellness that I want to talk about is environmental. 
So I don't know about you, but when I come home, I just want it to be a space of calm and peace for me, for my husband, for my son, for my family. And I've definitely had people come into my home and make positive comments about my space and be like, wow, it's such a beautiful space. And my hope is that they're not just seeing it from the aesthetic point of view, but they're feeling the love and the energy that has gone into my environment. For me personally, I have scriptures on the wall. I have positive affirmations. I have essential oils kind of going through the house and candles and just things that bring me a feeling of peace and joy and just ground me when I'm at home. So I think that your environment is whatever you, when it comes to wellness, it's whatever you create it to be in order to give you that sense of joy, peace, calm, good, happy feelings. And that ultimately is your environmental wellness. So I challenge you, take a look around at your home. And if it's messy, don't worry about it, chat. <laughs> we'll work it out later. But <laughs> there are other things you can do to intentionally create a space of peace. So Maybe that means hanging up more pictures of your family. I certainly love pictures of my family. And when I am walking down the hall and looking at pictures of my family, it immediately elicits feelings of joy. Uh, maybe it's creating a home gym in your space so that you don't have to go to the gym. I know a lot of people who have created home gyms because of the pandemic and I think that that has benefited a lot of people. Um, but whatever it is, like take a look at your space and kind of just ponder what it would look like to change it up a bit. Maybe it's something as simple as moving around the furniture. Maybe it's painting a wall, adding an accent wall in your home. Maybe it's adding flowers to your table. Whatever that may be that could elevate your space so that when you come into it, you feel good about it. Now, environment can also go beyond just the four walls of your home. So on another episode, I'm going to dive deeper into how to connect with the environment around you. I just wanted to touch on environmental wellness from like a basic foundation of just your home. And we'll go deeper on another episode. So with that, uh, the eight dimensions of wellness, that's a lot to process, right? And I do think that it's important to recognize that maybe, you know, you've got two of those that are doing really well right now. And the other six could use some tweaking and some TLC. And that's okay. Just acknowledge that for what it is. I do think that they're all connected at the end of the day. If one area of wellness in your life is suffering and not doing well, it can affect and impact other areas of wellness in your life. So, you know, we may not have them all perfect all the time, but I think the goal should always be that those eight dimensions of wellness, we should always be looking at those areas of our life and thinking about how to improve those areas of wellness. 
So if it's finances, think about how you can improve your finances because, again, it's going to impact those other areas like the physical piece, the social piece, the spiritual piece, all of those things. If your physical wellness is not doing good, then it's definitely going to impact your emotional, social, spiritual, environmental, occupational, financial, everything, right? If you're sick and you've got a heart condition or you've got diabetes or whatever other ailment might be you know hindering you it's going to be really hard to be present at work and want to grow your career it's going to be really hard to want to connect with friends and family when you're not doing well so again i just think that they're all interconnected and we could all benefit from just acknowledging where we need to improve in those eight dimensions of wellness so Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And again, on over the next couple of months, I am going to be diving deeper into all of these areas of wellness and connecting with other like-minded and knowledgeable people out in the world who can speak to these areas a little deeper. I am always a person who is excited to learn and grow and, you know, I think that it's important for us to just be open to other people's ideas and opinions of how we can improve our health and wellness. And that is always the goal here at Living Well with Tanisha Burrell. So thank you so much for joining me today. And if you need to connect with me, you can find me on social media, on Instagram, that's where I be, uh, at Borelli T. Also, Facebook under Tanisha Burrell. And I look forward to diving deeper into the eight dimensions of wellness with you. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you soon.